spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. To the Eagles concert last night, Chad Benson. Uh, tried to get him on the show so I could sing with them. You know, I like to sing with these stars, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. So, uh, the Eagles were in town. I really liked them, have for a long time. And so I got a, I got a kind of a weird story about the Eagles. You ready? Yeah. All right. So take it easy. So I've been wanting to see the Eagles in concert for a long time, right? Okay. Uh, do you know that the Eagles and they were down at Footprint Center, played a great concert last night, place sold out. Uh, the Eagles concert was the first thing my wife and I canceled in 2020. I remember that. So we all went through canceling stuff. Yes. When we heard a pandemic is on the way, whether it was a cruise or it was a concert or it was a visit. Remember, I was going to weddings. Going to go see my mom. Right? right. Couldn't see her. Unfortunately, she got COVID, passed away. I couldn't be there. Uh, but there were all these different things, right, that we that we canceled at the beginning of COVID. And in 2020, for, for us, it was the Eagles concert. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. I get it. It's just a concert. It's not a wedding. You're right. It's not me going to see my mom. People had to cancel funerals. Oh, my that? gosh. Yeah. Well, my mom didn't even get a funeral, right? No. So so the first thing we canceled was was the Eagles coming to town. And I remember in 2020, my wife and I were talking. We're like, you know, as soon as we can go see him, we got to go see him. You know, we can't let COVID stop us from all this kind of stuff. So they didn't go into, obviously, there weren't concerts for a couple of years. Yeah. Right? So when the Eagles, you know, they canceled their concert in 2020 and we canceled all that kind of stuff. 2020 went by. 2021 came. Remember the vaccine came out. A lot of us went and got the vaccine. The first thing that we did with friends that you we really went out to like a restaurant bar type event yeah. was at uh, a place in uh, Cave Creek called Harold's. Been around forever. We had the owner on during the pandemic. They yeah. had a problem with um, Ducey and the, the law stating, can they serve alcohol and let you take it home? Because that's a big part of, you know, their business. But Harold's had uh, one of the, uh, they had like a tribute band for the Eagles, right? So my wife and I go, we got to go. We'll take all our friends. And, you know, most of us were vaccinated. You kind of felt better going back into the world. And it was the first time that it, we actually felt like we got out of jail. Right. Yeah. So in 2020, we canceled the Eagles. But in 2021, we got to see we got what the next best thing. Yes. We yes. got to go to a a, you know, the a, kind of Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because it was like, as I said, it was like getting out of jail. It was like four or five couples and our they were playing. They were, as soon as they hit one of their big songs, our wives went up to the stage, started dancing together. You had to stay six feet apart. Not then. Not anymore. But in 2020, you did. And it was like it was a coming out party. Uh, so 2022 came, we heard the Eagles were coming. 2023 is here. 
we go and we see the Eagles. So we finally went and saw them last night. The place is packed. Nobody's separated. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's having a drink. Before we got in the building, it smelt the pot. <laughs> right? I told you last night, you're going to get a contact tie. He's like, oh, you know I don't do that. So you're going to get a contact Well, tie. it was funny. It was funny because we smelt it outside the building, but then we yeah. never smelt it inside the building. I don't know why. Maybe people are older and they think they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. By the way, when you go to an Eagles concert and you're a man, you're going to wait forever at the bathroom. Why? Lots of men, comparatively to women. Lots of prostate pr- problems. Yeah. Well, Most- the Eagles a bit older. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware of that. You were, you know, the, the average age was probably right. in the 60s or 70s. I'm talking when you go into that bathroom, everybody's got a weak stream. You're waiting forever, man. It's ridiculous. And I'm only 49. I'm like, listen, let me go. I can go pretty quick. And then let me get back to the songs. So... You know, it was really great to see him. There, One of the guys had a great line. He had a great line. He said this. I had to write it down. He said, I had more fun being 20 in, in the 70s than 70 in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like this, this circle that closed last night. You want to go see this group. You can't because there's a global pandemic. But then you see the next best thing the year later. Then the year later, they announce a concert. And then the year later, you kind of go. And so it's been one of Trust these me, things. When they get up in that age as a rock you star, have to go. You, well, you uh, between when they canceled and this, you yeah. may not. Their whole band may not be together. And I, I've learned a lesson, at least in life, uh, many years ago. It was about ten years ago, and I'll tie this in in a second. So I'm in bed, and I, you know, I wake up, and I, 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 you know, I get up, get up, and the whole room spins. I mean, it's bad. So I laid back down. And, you know, I missed a couple weeks here because I had vertigo and I had it for a year. And ever since that one day that I woke up and got up on the side of my bed and, and felt like I was in a dryer, every single day I, I get up and I, I swear, I thank God that the room's not spinning. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, that's a big thing, but there are also little things. It's like when you wake up, you don't expect the whole, the, the whole to room be spinning to, now. to spin. So every and day. And if you do get up quick and you, it spins, you think it's going to stop at It's going to stop. No, but then it got worse. And so every day I'm like, thank you, God, for just another day, uh, another day of health, another day where the room isn't spinning. I feel good. Thank you, God. And now I find, since that day, now I find myself, when I go to a concert like this, and it's post-COVID, and I'm looking around, and everybody's having fun. Thank God. Yeah. I always thank God now. And it's, it's big things. It's, it's little things. I mean, it's, going to a concert is not a big deal. Not going to a concert and not being allowed to you go to a concert. You realize what a big deal it is. You realize it. Yeah. So every time I go to one of these these events, like an Eagles concert, and I sit there and there are people around us, right? Thank God. Thank you, God, for 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 returning us back to normal. Thank you for, you know, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to worry about a- 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 anything. I don't I don't care who's sitting next to me. And I always I always do that now. And I wonder if other people do that. Do you thank God for like the little the little things? Because even the Eagles concert that we so wanted to see in 2020 that we, that was canceled and all that. Stuff, all these years later, I remember, you know what? I remember when we couldn't go and now we're here and there they are and they sound great. Thank you, God. They did sound good, did they? They did. 
Yeah. Do you ever have one of those moments? I, well, yeah, absolutely. Is it the little things or it's the, the big? Little, it's it's right? a little bit of both. Like last night I got home and, you know, Charlie and I ran around. We did all kinds of stuff. We were having a good time. And and you just think, you know, I mean, even when I go with Jack, you know, we go out to see him. Like, you know, I, I, you're, you're just, you're blessed to be able to do things that you just, uh, especially, you know, I mean, after the whole COVID thing, which was such an absolute mess. debacle and a mess. In China, we're still holding you responsible. I don't care what anybody says. I agree. But yeah, you when you when you when you put it that way, yeah. I mean, every day. I mean, you know, I sit there and I'm like, man, I, you know, it's an attitude of gratitude. What am I grateful for? Right. Got a great wife, got great kids, everybody's healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 it, that is a wonderful, amazing thing. And 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 it's sometimes, like you said, man, it is the little things that you sit there and you know, it's just that you're you're so grateful for. Uh, uh, one of the guys last night at the Eagles concert said this, and I really took it to heart. And I think it's something that you and I try and do every day. Um, he it was Don Henley, right? Yeah. So he spoke and he goes, hey, we're going to be here for three hours. We're going to play everything we know. Crowd goes crazy, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're going to give you three hours of a break from all the doomsday scrolling on the Internet or all the this is what he said, all the bad head headlines that you see out there. And I'm like, yeah. If you really do look around, they are all bad headlines. And it's it's these, you know, maybe it's other news organizations who want to make you feel scared or want to, they want to grab you with that attention. And you're like, oh my gosh, really? Is Russia going to drop a nuke? Well, probably not. But if you read a headline, you're, you start. You never know. Well, you never know. And I'm thinking, you know what? We need to do that too. Absolutely. We're here for four hours. There are going to be really tough things that we have to talk about. But at the end of the day, what we don't want to do is paint a picture that the whole world is no, burning. No, I tell no my one kids can this hear every that. Day. No one can hear that every no. every day. And and Don Henley said it really well. He goes, "We're going to give you a break from all that stuff." And I hope that, like on this show, we 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 are doing that. Yeah, or we we have to do it more. I say that to my kids every day. I got I've got a fourteen year old who believes the world's coming to an end because of global warming, and I have to show her stuff and say, "Look." This is all to scare youngsters like you and to get people activated. But the reality is humanity is not going anywhere. Animals are not all going to die. Do you you know that there's climate anxiety? I just read about that today. She has been so worried about this. You have no idea. It's ridiculous. And there is when I show her, these are other scientists who are real climatologists tell you the world's not coming to an end. They're like, why do people put this stuff out there? I said, because they're trying to get you. To, to be scared and they're trying to push you into stuff. The fact is, is we can do better with the client, but the world's not coming to an end. Right. And I think people need to understand that. It's about grabbing your attention yeah. and scaring you because fear not, will get you to react. Let's not scare the planet. Let's That's not scare right. the, the people. I mean, I, I don't want to be part of that. So great concert last night. Just had a lot of fun. Thank God we can do that again. And we have been able to do that for quite a while now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's always, I always like, when I, when I go to one of these events, I'm just like, I'm so, I'm so glad things are back to normal. All right. Coming up next, uh, will your doctor's appointment get canceled because there are problems at the southern border? We're going to talk about it next, the Gatos and Chad Show. So uh, we brought this up a few, maybe a month ago. We had one of the uh, great sheriffs over in Yuma. Wilmot. Sheriff Wilmot. And he told us all the problems that the Yuma Hospital was having. Yeah. 20, what is it, $26 million? Yep. Right? And so it's the, there's a reason. There are a lot of people that are coming over the border. A lot of pregnant women are coming over the border. They need, they need care. 
And you know what we do here in the United States? We give them care. Yes, we do. Because we're human beings and we want to take care of each other, even though it's costing us a lot of money. Uh, this, this hospital in Yuma is, is having some problems. And, uh, Taylor Tassler is joining us now. KTA, our news reporter. You've done an in-depth report. You got a, an exclusive interview with the head honcho over at, uh, at the hospital. Give us, give us your main, your main takeaway. How, how, how much in, this is the only hospital for miles and miles. So, you know, a lot of people need this. What's your, what's your main takeaway from your exclusive interview? Um, my main takeaway was with the CEO and president, um, Dr. Robert Trenchell of the hospital, the Regional Medical Center. Um, my main takeaway is, you know, they are experiencing a surge of their own. We continue to hear about this surge of migrants at the southern border, um, but this hospital is affected just as much. You know, they're $26 million, provided $26 million in care to migrants, and that's truly just medical care. You know, Dr. Trenchell told me they are are also helping them with paying for transportation for if they need to stay in the area. Let's say, you know, mom gives birth and needs to visit the hospital to see the baby, but there's no room for her to stay in the hospital. They're paying for that hotel. They're paying for food, diapers, the necessities. So that figure is way more than $26 million. Mm. Um, But that is solely, you know, what they're providing in medical care. Hey, Taylor, uh, what is their hope as far as getting any of this money back? Because, you know, the Fed a lot of people going, why aren't the feds throwing some money down? And is there any hope that that's even going to happen? When I spoke with the CEO, his main thing was we need a payer source. This is no longer a sustainable business model. And at the end of the day, that's what they need as a payer source. But it doesn't seem like there's been much progress in that when I talked to him. Um, He told me he had conversations with the former uh, Governor Ducey administration. He's talked to both the U.S. senators. Um, I asked him if he had spoken directly with the White House or somebody within the White House. And he told me, you know, those conversations will happen between both of the state's U.S. senators. I've reached out to them to see what those conversations are or how they're advocating for it in Washington, but haven't um, heard back yet. So at the moment, it seems like they are just kind of in limbo here. Aren't Americans there, uh, people in Yuma, they're losing their appointments because, you know, there's so many people that are pouring over the border that those are the folks now that have all the appointments. Yes. So let's say you live in Yuma and you have a procedure scheduled. If it, you know, isn't an emergency or it's an elective surgery and, you know, the hospital's only so big. And if the hospital's filled with migrants, that surgery is going to be pushed off. Um, Dr. Trenchell put it into perspective for me in a way, since the highest amount of patients they're seeing are pregnant migrant patients. And Mm. so he was explaining, let's say you planned your induction and you took time off work and you flew people in town. But let's say, you know, some migrants came across the border and they need to give birth. You're no longer getting induced today uh, because the hospital's full. Mm. Wow. That is... uh that is awful. I think people are going to start to get frustrated. This is how it happens, and they can't lose that hospital out there because there's not a lot around. Uh, uh, Taylor Tasser, appreciate you joining us, uh, talking about this. Yeah, of course. Anytime. You know, there's only, there's no hospitals in 180 miles of it. And oh. so their big stress is, you know, we need a payer source. But, you know, they're always going to keep providing the care. They're proud of the care that they are providing. Um, that 
they treat everyone who walks through that door the same, but they just need someone to help with the payment of it. Yep. Well, check out your story at KTAR.com. Thanks. Thank you. It's interesting stuff because they're just, they're, they, they have, they have such, such great programs there. Uh, but if you come into this country, whether it's, you're illegal or you've, you've come through asylum, you're going to get treated. And the, you know, the Biden administration has allowed so many people to come through. Yep. This hospital is just overrun. And I worry that it has to shut down one day. I mean, or they're going to start to lose services. Right. They, you we know. do all that work with Phoenix Children's Hospital year after year after year. It takes a million dollars a day or even over that to run that hospital. A million dollars a day. Think about that. Uh, so, so I know that, you know, PCH and, and the hospital in Yuma, yes, they're different hospitals, but it just shows you what it takes to really run a hospital. What they say was, uh, you're not getting paid 212 full-time nurses paid with all benefits is what they're owed right now. If you were to break it down, uh, for a year's worth of salaries, yeah. that is, it, it's unsustainable though. Cause after a while, if you can't find somebody who's going to help out with the payment, the money dries up and yep. then everybody's going to be in trouble. Coming up next, coyotes, they want to build Rodeo drive out in Tempe, but can they do it without you? Find out next. Tomorrow, we're getting medieval in this place. That's right. We're giving away a family four-pack of tickets to the 35th Annual Renaissance Festival. We Just are? Listen. Yes, we are. How are we giving those away? Well, it's going to be a call-in and win. Now, uh, we don't usually just hand you things. We don't hand anything out. No, so... Uh, we're going to make you earn it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. We're going to have to think about this. Yes, yes, very much so. Maybe this. a sword fight or something. I joust, <laughs> I say. Can we bring two people in that's to right. have a Jousting sword fight? for these tickets, I say. Show up the radio station dressed like you are uh, in medieval times. That's right. And then we'll go. beat you up. LARP over here, and then we will talk about things. LARPing! Uh, man, last night I got home. You know your phone tells you if it's raining? You know, like uh, it'll have like drips on your phone that looks like that? Mine had little snowflakes oh, last night. Really? And we had that, was that grapple? What is it called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had a lot of grapple out there. That was grapple. Grapple, whatever it is. Grapple, grapple. Is it grapple? We always said grapple. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah somebody made that word up two years ago. Because that, that does, that, I've, I've never heard that. My, I lived in the East Coast. There was no grapple. There was no grapple. It either snowed or it sleeted or something well, like that. you didn't have haboobs there either. So. No, we did not. No, no. But uh, my, my stepdaughter, uh, she was going outside every two seconds to see if it was snowing yet. Because that's all she wants <laughs> she is build snow. A snowman. That's it. She's just, <laughs> Has she ever seen snow? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. She's seen lots of snow. She loves weather. Is that right? I mean, she loves weather. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, she was just super excited. It was freezing. Uh, and then this morning I got up and a little bit warmer, but it was definitely, you know, I'm like. 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was nice. I uh, like it. It snowed in uh, Scottsdale. <laughs> it snowed in North Scottsdale. Usually once a year we're going to get some snow that, that sticks. But uh, I saw, uh, I think it was the Scottsdale Fire Department. They posted some stuff on uh Social media and it was it was beautiful. Uh, I've never seen snow on the White Tank Mountains though. Have you? I've never seen that. No. So that's a first. Yeah. I know that if you go to Flagstaff, they've had one of the. Well, you have to you have to figure out is it one of the worst winters or one of the best winters? Because in all honesty, this is going to help with the drought. They've had so much. They have over a hundred inches of snow. So that's but, what you need. But right? you were okay coming in. I was okay. I got here not as windy as the day before. Right. And uh, that is uh, that was a good thing. Chad, you know what I like about this show? Uh, well, you know what? How spontaneous we are. We, we're very spontaneous. You never know who's going to pop in. 
You know what I mean? I do. I and, do. And now we've got a pop-in guest. I kind of This is exciting. I kind of like this. My man, Javier Gutierrez, uh, president of the Arizona Coyotes, there is here. There you go. Man, what's happening? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's thanks up, so much man? for having me. Hey, thanks for coming in, man. How's everything going? Oh, you know, busy. It's How's, been a lot of action going on. How's that Rodeo Drive you're working on in Tempe? Because I want to go there and, uh, and look at stuff that I can't afford. Well, I'm going to have so much fun. Well, it's happening you know, right now. We're we need moving. it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's going to be a transformative project. We're going to turn this landfill into a landmark. Yep. And as you just mentioned, it's going to be anchored by this Rodeo Drive, two hotels, 2,000 units of housing, obviously the new home, right. state-of-the-art arena, and our practice facility that will be open to the public. It's something we are so excited about. And May 16th, we have a vote in Tempe, and we're working really hard to have the voters really support this and approve it. Javi, how, how are you guys feeling? Getting a sense out there? that this is going to happen because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people look at this and go, it's some sort of big giant tax scam and they're going to get a bunch of money. I think you need to explain to everybody how you guys are doing this for the people of Tempe and the surrounding areas. Well, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to say that because it is not that at all. Mm. This is the first privately funded sports and entertainment district in the history of Arizona. We are going to put up $2.1 billion with ourselves and obviously with bank financing. Uh, It is a current landfill. That's a $210 million liability for the city of Tempe because, as you guys are very well aware, it actually caught on fire last year. Yeah. And so for us, we see this as the main and main of Tempe. And what we have offered to do is pay for it all. We are going to pay for all the buildings. We're actually going to buy the land and send over $40 million non-refundable to the city of Tempe the moment this is approved by the voters and we can start remediation. Now, what we have asked are two things. Number one, all the taxes that get created on site half of those we'd like for to go just to the infrastructure, just to the remediation. So nothing in our pocket. The rest, obviously, will go to the city. That's almost $7 million a year for the next 30 years. And then the second is a limited duration tax abatement for the theater, for the practice facility, for the arena. In comparison, every other sports facility in Arizona never pays property taxes and was paid for by the taxpayers. This is an incredible deal. The mayor of Tempe even called it the best sports deal in the history of Arizona, we feel very confident. And in addition, you're going to end up with 7,000 permanent jobs. You're going to end up with almost $630 million of revenue for the city of Tempe, where they can then address some of these other social issues that uh, definitely need to be addressed. Javier Gutierrez is joining us in studio. He's popped in. We're talking about uh, uh, what's going to happen in Tempe with the new arena and all the great you know things that you guys are going to build. He's the president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. So like, what's the what if it... What, what if the vote doesn't happen? What's the, what, what do you do? Well, we're very focused on this. We have incredible support. We're working hard every single day. Our campaign is out there and running. I invite people to go on to TempeWins.com, sign up for our newsletter, sign up for information. Because you're trying to show people what they're going to get. Like, what, what? this is going to be such a cool place to go. It's a destination place. You can go and shop. You can go see a game. You can go to dinner. You can walk around. You have a There's romantic place to take your on. life. It's yeah. not just about the Coyotes games. There's right. going to always be something going on down there. Absolutely. What I've said, this is not an arena project. Yeah. This right. is an urban redevelopment project in the heart of the valley. This is going to be the main and main. I've often joked around, this is where you're going to have the tree lighting. This is where you're going to convene the entire valley. And yes, on top of all that... It will be the home of the Coyotes. It will be the home of a state-of-the-art arena. But it's more than that. You're going to live. You're going to work. You're going to play. You're going to be within five miles of five freeways and public transportation.
location within three minutes of the, of Sky Harbor Airport. This is where you want to be. This is where you want to have this center of the valley. We're excited about it. So excited. We're willing to put up over $2 billion of our money and do an unprecedented labor agreement, which is another thing that we have uh, wanted to highlight. We have never had a developer before us actually guarantee union labor as part of our development agreement with the city of Tempe. It's You know what? You know where I stand? I think it's foolish. For, if anybody's willing to build their own and put their own money up, it's foolish not to uh, take uh, take it. And that's amazing. And now you got the labor agreement, you got all the things. What are the people who are naysayers in this, the people who are no fun? Uh, what are they <laughs> saying, Javi, about this? Uh, like, what's their pushback? Is it always, it's going to be traffic? Because I always think that's the thing. They, they're whining about In-N-Out Burger too. <laughs> you, you made me laugh there, Chuckle. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, really what Did he is, actually call you Chuckles or did he say he chuckled? No, he chuckled. But I, I no, chuckles. I thought you called him Chuckles. Did you call him Chuckles? I chuckled. You I chuckled. <laughs> okay. My hearing is not good. I went to the Eagles concert last night. They still play loud. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, it's fun that you say that because we are also going to have a significant amount of live events, there live you go. concerts. We're going to have a So I let him into that chat? Yeah. Yeah. That's that a professional great. sitting right here. That, that was good stuff right there. <laughs> Listen, what we're hearing obviously is is change, right? You, yeah. you, you, want, you don't want change in the community is what we keep hearing and we keep saying, but the benefits are significant. This is a toxic landfill. We will be cleaning it up. We will be creating a destination. We're going to be creating a landmark and we're going to use our own money to do it. And that's what we need to inform people. I think most of the people, once they get informed, realize what a great opportunity this is. I think it's up to us and that's what we're working very hard uh, to do is to inform people, to get them all the information, to get over what is typically the criticism, which is no tax breaks for anybody. And we say, we agree with you. We don't, yeah. We're not looking for that. We want to put in our own money, but we do think it's important that this city-owned landfill get remediated and put infrastructure. And so that's what we've asked. But listen, if you don't go on to the district, if you don't go and buy a ticket or buy a pizza or buy a T-shirt, you're not going to pay any of the voluntary surcharge that's going to go back to pay for this uh, bonds for infrastructure, for remediation only. Right on. Man, I, I you know how I feel. I think it's, it's, think it's a great deal. And when you're putting up your own money, I mean, how many times do we see the massive welfare from a lot of these owners because cities are desperate to keep their teams and like we'll spend all of our money and it ends up not being a good yeah. deal javier you can pop in anytime let us know how the uh, uh closer to may 16th we get i'm sure you come in uh and come talk to us about how it's going okay guys thank you so much for your support please please go on tempywins.com and support us thank you very much all right thank javier you. gutierrez joining us in studio he popped in we got uh, the president ceo of the arizona coyotes talking about the big development in tempe all right up next, uh, was COVID an act of terrorism? Uh, I mean, this the story's changed over the last week with it what has. the Energy Department has said. All it right, did. we'll discuss it. Stick around. Drive home with the and Chad Show. All right, 305, was COVID an act of terrorism? Talked a lot about China. Is it a lab leak? Eh, they do it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk to an expert about that, and I think you're going to be I think you'd be a bit alarmed, man. I, I yeah, I think there's you some know, serious questions to be asked. You know, you were talking about going to the Eagles, right? Went to see the Eagles yesterday. Two yeah. two plus years for you know, depending on where you're in the country, two and a half years where you were semi locked down. Things were limited in certain areas. You had all these weird rules that people put out there. You could go to a restaurant, but it was only certain capacity. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and, it, yeah, and here we are. We're finally getting back to it, but understand that. 
was this a weapon? Was this something that was done? I mean, my take on the whole thing was, uh, I think it got out. I think they figured it out. And I think the thought was, well, rather than us go through it alone, we're just going to uh, uh, let it do what it does. And uh, Rather than shut down yep. the airports, uh Lock it all down. Allow just, allow allow every virologist, professor, everybody come in. Wasn't it funny? After it all went down, guess who locked up their people the most? Yeah, yeah. China, China. right? They locked every. COVID. And they, they said last up. week it worked. It worked perfect. No, it didn't. So, uh, one of the other things about China, and I think we need to pay attention to this, is TikTok. They're rolling out something new. Okay. TikTok is announcing new features that promise to improve the well-being of users, especially teens and families. This follows a rough week for the app, which was. Based Banned from all employee phones issued by the federal government. Rightly so. Uh, first of all, there's no way you're going to, unless you get rid of it altogether, which I am completely for. Uh, I think that China is, we've got to get past this. There's, they want to be our friends and our niceness will eventually win over. No, they want to rule the world. That's their goal. They want to dominate. I I love the fact that they're banning now. Remember, Trump tried to ban it, and everybody got on it, right? He tried to close the airports, and everybody called him a racist. Well, now Biden's going, all right, the feds, we're getting rid of this thing. We cannot have something. So the background story is that it spies on you. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. The, the and, so, and the other back portion of the story is... BitDance, the parent company, is it, it says, look, the, the American version is completely autonomous of the rest of it. Does anybody buy that? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Does anybody buy that the, the the this company here that runs American TikTok doesn't report back to their Chinese masters? All right. Hard to believe that that would be the case. There you go. All right. So, yes, the best thing to do is to, I say, get rid of it. And then you hear people, well, you know, it's it, that's that's wrong. It's, it's not xenophobic. It's not wrong. They want to spy on us. And we're already giving them enough opportunities. My God, they flew a balloon across our country. And they've done it for years. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and- I think getting rid of it. But the well, and if you can't win that argument, people, the other argument is it's it's not great for our kids. Uh, no, but there'll be something else that's not great for our kids, too. Yes, but the difference is China's algorithms com- here compared to China are much different. Plus, they do have a strong uh, uh, like time limit for their kids over there. Yeah. So what is it? A new, the new, if you want. TikTok could you could get on your kid could get onto TikTok for an hour and that's it. That's it. It's a sixty minute like yeah, the, and you know what? It'll go by really fast. Yeah. Well, the, you know because oh, I know like you go on and you find those reels or those YouTube shorts or any of those things. Those things they're you just you just keep watching and watching and watching. Yeah, I get hooked on it too. Yeah, oh, I don't you have do. A, Man, you I were sitting here the other day. We yeah. talked about it within two minutes. You were flipping through and you looked at me and you go, "It was during a commercial break." You go, "My God, I just watched five minutes of stupid stuff." It's stupid. But, you know, maybe in this day and age, it's, you have to turn your brain off once one way or another. Uh, but, you know, if it's for three hours, it's not very good. And you have to, you have to also ask yourself, all right, what is on your kid's phone that's going to cause them harm down the line? Yeah. And what and could what China use? Your kids? That's the other thing. They're right. pushing success and China nationalism over there. What are we doing? We're pushing kids jumping off of, uh, of bridges and eating, you know, chalk. And it's for our entertainment. Yes. Yeah. And if you've got a kid, your kid has on the TikTok. There's no doubt about it. It's, yes, no doubt. It is enormous. It's, it, the, it's the app. It's one of the most powerful yeah. tech companies in the world, and it's only been around a few years. All right. As promised, coming up next was COVID, an act of terrorism. Stick around. Ooh.